Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen to episode 12 of the Quick Fix podcast in which I Behram Kazi you can find at Def Mango on Twitter Estelle who you can find at Estelle Vasudevan on Twitter and of course Jared Kimber you can find absolutely everywhere at Jared Kimber what we do in the show is that we pick any random cricket category and we draft our top 5 for that category which today is going to be cheats in cricket and it's uh, quite a fascinating one because uh, well it's going to ruffle some feathers there're going to be some fan clubs that are going to come after us and there're going to be some people who will say that how could you forget that one cheat but um yeah as I also I was- like my favorite thing about this is how you're going to actually gerrymander it to put more pakistanis in mm-hmm. on the one list that pakistanis yes. don't want you to put anyone else in <laughs> this is that list that probably will be dominated by pakistanis unfortunately and uh, i've been doing this thing in previous episodes where i'll just like you know watch the world burn by going with a very very rogue <laughs> pakistani last pick this this uh, podcast will be different i i would no, you should put no to... you should actually try and put no pakistanis in and see how you go just the complete yeah. opposite uh who's well, who's who's first second and third I'm, this week i'm first yes, pick first. in this one and i'm very happy that i'm first pick in this one and for those of you who who are watching this for the first time we do a snake style draft so first pick goes 6th and 7th 1 2 3 3 2 1 that's how we oscillate and i'm number 1 and really happy to be number 1 haven't rigged it this one actually happened by complete chance and uh, yeah number 1 cheat for me in cricket is uh, salman butt former Ooh. pakistan test captain and someone who came from an educated background who after winning at headingley versus australia said that pakistan is like that construction going on over there it's a work in progress and you know once they you know are complete they're going to be world beaters this man even goes on to win the oval test in the next series in england and then gets his fast bowlers to bowl some no balls and um, you know the spot fixing uh, scandal originally hit cricket in the 90s and early 2000s and after all of that precedent for but to go and spot fix in that manner at lords of all places as test captain there is no higher honor in cricket than to lead your nation in test cricket he cheated the game he served game time or well jail time for it uh, hopefully we'll never get game time ever again uh, and yeah it was the biggest heartbreak i've ever faced in cricket and the worst part is that it hasn't come on the field it's come off of it and i think that you know people will say that oh it's he's you know paid his dues and spent time in jail you know forgive him i i i can never forgive salman but and that's why he's number 1 He's never really truly apologized for it. So, yeah, he's like, never apologized yeah. for it. Um, even so, even Salim Malik, Salim Malik also apologized like twenty years later. But yeah, never did. Um, so just on um, on but it's, I think I've talked about this story before, but I'm not sure. Mm. But I, I'll try and keep it as vague as possible. But essentially, the in the World Cup before uh, that series, the, the one that was in the West Indies, the t- it must be in the T20 World Cup. Um, or yeah, I think that's right. Um, the icc were aware that he had an extraordinary number of phones mm. and they were they spent so much time trying to work out like you know how to do and they just couldn't work out um how to capture him so it's very important to note that this is not like he was caught one time um mm. by a road newspaper like he was a big part of it as you said and and i think on this um you know he got other people involved is Is it cheating though? I mean, it is cheating. How is it not? How is it well, not? Well, my thought of cheating is mm. that you're cheating to win. Mm. 
this is cheating to earn money. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he shouldn't be on this list, and I'm not saying you've got him in the wrong spot. And, and obviously, you, you're going to pick five Pakistanis and then never, and then move back to Canada. But um, <laughs> it, I, I find I found it very hard to work out like whether it's legitimate cheating or whether it's mm. something else. Like it's it's a crime against cricket. Uh, but I'm, I'm not having a go. It, I'm more than happy. Uh, this is a man who, in his own trial, said, cricket's not that serious. It's just like wrestling. We, we're allowed to, you know, fake Basically. it all. Yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself. And you're and number one on the cheats day, list. To this day, he is not, like, he hasn't really owned up and apologized. And I don't get that. I literally don't. And the, this guy has the audacity to come and, you know, uh, he was a selector for a day. So, yeah, fuck oh. Salman But I'll say that on, on, on camera. <laughs> all right. Who's next? Okay, I'm next, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just. This is probably going to be the only non-Pakistani pick, so Sandpaper <laughs> Gate has to be in the top three, right? Uh, mm. So I'm going to have to pick Bancroft because he was the one who was caught mm. with the sandpaper. Um, yeah, just catastrophic events, right? I, I, I mean, I'm not naive enough to think that people have haven't or don't tamper with the ball but to do it in such a blatant fashion where you're bringing something from outside um and you know doing it in that way uh just incredibly sad i think going for cricket as a whole particularly for two teams in a series where two teams you know are generally really competitive and you see a lot of good cricket i would like to see ball tampering legalized but uh, I mean, would you yeah. like to see more players t- put sandpaper down not their underwear? Sand- what What <laughs> I was going to say is that you know, not not bringing things externally um, and using it to tamper with the ball. But yeah, so it, it was just an incredibly sad moment. I think uh, for cr- cricket lovers on the whole. I mean, I'm I'm surprised you went with Bancroft though, because Bancroft was technically following orders, right? Mm. But th- I mean, he was the one caught doing it, right? Mm. Fair. I mean, I mean, Bancroft kind of sits in for anyone. To be honest, the, all of Cricket Australia should be on trial for that. And it's yeah. still ridiculous that three players suspended yeah. the way they were and other people were not. And other people I like how the fast bowlers didn't jobs. know about it. Mm-hmm. Why, no why is this magical ball always reversing when I use it? I wonder what's happening. Um, <laughs> Did not, God stuff this up for us? <laughs> yeah, not just, as I said, coaches, administrators. There's a lot of people. And I think one day someone will do the tell all mm. um and i think a lot of people are going to be embarrassed and i'm personally i'm looking forward to that because i think these three people don't get me wrong they fucked up and they deserve to be made fun of and you shouldn't put sandpaper down your underwear all these things <laughs> are true right but a lot of people were involved in that and mm. it certainly wasn't cam ba- <laughs> cam bancroft wasn't the one who, who did that at the time all right um so i got back to backs here don't i yes you do it's funny because because estelle just said um there's going to be a lot of Pakistanis, but my first choice, and I, I think you could make an argument that he should be the first choice hmm. um, overall, is WG Grace. Because ah. he legitimately cheated, uh, changed scores in score books, told <laughs> the umpire that they couldn't give him out. Um, you know, there's plenty of stories that he was fixing adjacent. With, I don't think he fixed any major cricket games, but certainly in some minor ones. There was certainly betting around in games that he was played on that was um, a little bit suspicious. But regardless of that, you know, uh, you're you're here to see uh, they're here to see me bat, not you, umpire. And willing to get the scoreboard changed, uh, a scorebook changed, so he made more runs. Like, and he kidnapped a dude. Like, I mean, 
he's got to be at like if nothing else, maybe the most creative and the mm. most um uh what would you say um I'm trying to think the, the most blatant. Like he was just like basically like Donald Trump or Boris Johnson, right? You couldn't even hold him to the thing. He just no, of course I did that, but now I'm going to go do this, right? Um, uh, even even the legal things he did, like running out. Um, who was it? Sammy Jones. Uh, when Sammy Jones thought the ball was dead and everything, like just an axe, a, the proper next level cheat. Um, and I, that's what I, one thing I always find really funny is like you know in England that they, they go on and on about the piousness of the spirit of cricket and everything, and literally the guy. <laughs> That, that uh, you know that they've got the big statue of at Lords and has his own gates at Lords was the cheat, right? Like that was his thing. He's known as being a cheat, but you know you can't run out Johnny Bairstow. Fuck off, um, <laughs> uh, stump, stump Johnny Bairstow. Yeah, I should say. stump um, Johnny Bairstow. So yeah, I'm going to big man number one. Uh, absolutely, without any doubt. Hmm, I think I'm going to go Hansi Cronje number two. Mm. Um. Any man who is willing to sell out his country for a leather jacket for his wife um, <laughs> certainly deserves to be on this list. Corrupting younger players. We've already talked about Selma, but I, I think that's the worst thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. I'm not saying there are good match fixes or spot fixes, <laughs> and you know, but it's the corrupting of the players that you're supposed to be looking out for, um, especially with South Africa. There was so much goodwill around South Africa as a you know, we, you know, as a new team, and we we're all happy to have them back, and you know there was so much going on and Hansi Kronje kind of did shit on it all. Um, uh, you know, and, and, you know, look back at some of the, the test matches where he forced the result and everything. Mm -hmm. It's just grimy and, and it's not great. And, you know, what, and also, and look, this is me as a, as a heretic saying this, but like, don't tell me the devil made you do it. The devil's a fucking construct. The, talk mm -hmm. shit. You made the fucking decisions to do this, right? Own up to it. Own up to the fact that you as a man put money ahead of pride and doing the right thing, right? But everyone's done it, but own up to it. The devil made me do it. Fuck off. Have um, you seen that uh, Netflix documentary on Cronia and his fixing incident? No, it's the great, greatest cheats or something it's called, isn't it? Mm, that's yeah. I've had it. Oh, yeah, bad sports. Like yeah, that. that's it. Yeah, I've had it on my list. Is it good? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. And uh, there was this okay. one dialogue where, which was repeated by a lot of people which, in which they said that there was an unfortunate love of money over there and that it was very apparent. People could see it, how much he loved money. Yeah. You know? It's, um look, I, I, and I think I was a little bit like Estelle. I, I, I didn't, like the South African team was the enemy of the, that Australian team before Australia just got better and it didn't matter. Mm. But I always liked Hansi because I loved the way he captained. I liked the way he thought about batting. Um, you know, he, the fact he could bowl medium. Like, there's lots of things about him. So I, I felt I, I felt like I was one of those people that were, you know, done over by him. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah, he certainly has to be on this list. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I was expecting him to be one of these names yeah. in the first round. So makes sense. All right, Estelle, uh, so, we're back to you. Oh, yeah. Okay, back to me. This one, I actually found while I was looking for another one. Uh, mm. So Rashid Latif claimed a catch. Mm. Yes, he did. Against Bangladesh, mm -hmm. where the ball that. is on the floor and he picks it up and he, I mean, he appears. It was insane because, I mean, I was looking for the one with Ahmad Shazad where he dives and he yeah, yeah, yeah. pretends to catch it in his elbow, which I cannot get, like, I can understand that you may think there are some angles where it may look like it got stuck in your elbow. But Ra Rashid Latif's one, the ball was on the floor and he just picked it up. 
and he appears so that i thought was insane because uh-huh. everyone can see what you're doing right i think if you if you look at wicket keepers through the history of the sport i think you'll find that there are so many wicket keepers who claim and i don't know what it is about wicket keepers but there are so many that are like this of so there's a famous story of um there's a victorian wicket keeper called slug jordan uh-huh. who um uh, never played for Australia. And the reason he didn't play for Australia is because the other Australians thought he cheated with catches, right? And they, ref- I think it was Ian Chappell. I could be wrong. If it wasn't Ian Chappell, it was someone like Ian Chappell who refused to be in a side with Slug Jordan because he thought he was a cheat, right? And so uh, I think Russia and Latif could almost play for the fact that wicket keepers are devious bastards. And <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to put this one on because you got Rashid Latif and I will put this in the Rashid Latif. Does anyone remember when Brad Haddon hit the bales off with his hands and let, and let New Zealander Neil Broom go off the field thinking he was bold? And then I afterwards, don't. Brad Haddon said, oh, I didn't feel the stumps. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Your hands went into the stumps before the ball. Oh, uh, anyway, so I've seen some absolutely rippers over the year. So I kind of think that all wicket keepers are inherently mm. dodgy. Interesting. Yeah, I know Rashid Bhai personally, and I remember that distinctly as well. Uh, I don't think he played a test after that. I think that was it, you know. Uh, it was the end of his career. Don't think he came back after that. It's a way but, to uh, yeah. finish. Hell of in- a way in- to finish. Interesting pick over there. I think I, he I got a ban also, right? Might oh. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did yeah. ultimately, of course, he had to own up to it. There was video footage of it. <laughs> so... It, it was it was a sad end to someone who actually was against spot or not spot fixing but match fixing. That's the whole. funny thing about so him is he was yeah. one of the most honest players and <laughs> like in that way. But uh, when it came to the catch, it's uh, 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 as yeah. I said, just wicket keepers union, just claim yeah. everything. The irony really isn't lost when it comes to Rashid Bhai over there. But uh, I get two picks in a row now, and um, yep. I'm going to go with a non-Pakistani fixer actually over here. And why he makes uh, number two on my list is because. He didn't learn. He did it twice. Marlon Samuels, uh, yeah. 2008, gets booked for leaking information to uh, an Indian bookie, I believe, uh, about like game tactics or whatever, something of the sort. And uh, cops a two-year ban, comes back, you know, wins the T20 World Cup twice, and just recently has been banned once again for six years for, you know, some sort of corruption in the T10 league in Abu Dhabi. So, you know... A lot of people have fixed games and spot fixed over the years, but to do it twice after being banned once, I think that takes a special kind of, um, I don't know. I don't have words for uh, Samuels because he's a hero for the West Indies in, in the T20 World Cups. And here yeah, he's completely tarnished his legacy and mm. image. And yeah, in a T10 league, like you were already getting paid for nothing, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't get it. Now, six years is a long time and and, and now... I think people had forgotten about the previous charge. No one really remembered the two years he was out for, uh, from international cricket. I think people might remember this one. If you need your pitch changed, well, NordVPN can doctor any surface to a new location so that your IP address is set for you to win. Want to watch a game on a free stream in another hemisphere? Give NordVPN the ball. Or if you just want to watch a clip on social media that a cricket board won't allow, promote NordVPN to pinch hit. So if you need a VPN, go Nord. Use nordvpn.com forward slash Kimber to get a two-year contract with a discount plus four extra months and gifts in some markets. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The link is in the show notes. Protect your computer like a bowler protects the boundaries in the death overs with nordvpn.com forward slash Kimber today. 
Yeah, the first one was it was quite young. I mean, n mm. not to to you know um, uh, uh, speak on his side, but he was quite young at the time, and it was kind of before. Like, I mean, if you're a hardcore West Indian fan, or you know, mm. someone like me, you knew about it, but it wasn't a big story at the time. Whereas, mm. obviously, you know, now he's quite well known. Although he's kind of done it at either end of his career, so mm. um, you know, the middle bit he picked up the trophies, and uh, hopefully, the middle bit he wasn't doing this. Yeah, hopefully. And uh, all I can say is that old habit, old habits, <laughs> old <laughs> habits, old habits die hard, and it, it is unfortunate. But yeah, uh, second pick is a comic or comedy pick. Um, we've all mentioned a few fixes, and there's been a, one ball tamper. I'm going to go with the ball tamper, but someone who did it very uniquely, and I'm going to go with Shahid Afridi biting the ball. And this is not the only instance of Afridi cheating, by the way. He scuffed up the up the pitch uh, versus England in a test, and KP caught him. So he's done this twice where he will, you know, want to win games by all means necessary. And uh, the ball biting was just hilarious because, okay, maybe the uh, pitch scuffing where he did a little roly-roly on the surface. Also, <laughs> Pakistan was supposed to bat still in that game. So I don't understand why he did that. And uh, the ball biting was just so like it was, it was the front page of all the newspapers. And, and it, it's funny how he just laughs about it. He's like, yeah, I wanted to win the game. I wanted it to reverse. So it's it's funny how uh, the nonchalance with with respect to how Afridi views these incidents. Uh, that's why I believe he he makes it to number three. <laughs> it's I mean just because of how dramatic it was, right? Like I mean the ball was in his mouth. It was so <laughs> bizarre. It was a bit like to just go back to the Australian one. I remember when that was happening. I was talking to an Australian cricketer at the hmm. time, and we were both watching the game. And suddenly he said, "Oh no, you don't have to do that." And because he was thinking there are there are much more subtle ways to tamper with the ball is is what he was saying. And then you watch a freebie where it's almost like it's it's like a proper brain fade where you're thinking to yourself, I've got to do this thing, and he just forgot what he was doing, and so he did it in the most bizarre way possible, in the most Shahid Afridi way possible, right? Mm -hmm. Like literally, could not yeah. that that's that literally screamed Shahid Afridi. And and again, Pakistan lost that game as well. That's the sad part. They they were losing every <laughs> single game on that tour. He bit the ball to get it to reverse and they lost that as well. So, yeah, fitting, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my next pick because just how, because mm. of just how hilarious it was, right? I mean, yeah. you've had so many tampering with the ball, you know, mm. scratching the seam or whatever. And then you have a guy who I, just chucks it in his mouth. <laughs> I think Graham Smith said that he might, he's probably not liking, liking the food in Australia. I think he made that <laughs> comment. <laughs> Okay, I'm next, right? My yep. number three. Yeah, so I will go with Mike Atherton's, again, ball tampering. Was it dust, sawdust? Something dirt. he had in his sawdust, pocket, right? Yeah. yeah, in the pocket, yep. I, I, I picked it because, you know, you think Mike Atherton, like someone who's 20 years old is thinking Mike Atherton is like, he's one of the cricket gurus or like the people in broadcasting who you look up to right and think yeah. you know this guy he's he's his opinions on a lot of things are so right uh but mm. you know there were darker days for him as well um i think he's called it his darkest day in cricket and he he had some dark days right in terms of performances he so, had some pretty ordinary days it's funny <laughs> I, I saw him just after the australian one yeah and i said uh, to him I've never looked forward to a column by any cricket writer more than your column <laughs> on on ball tampering because the dude lived it right. And you know we know that Sachin did. It. I mean, let's be let's be really honest here. We're calling some of these people cheats. I don't think there's a professional cricketer who has not tampered yeah. with the ball, right? Unless yeah. unless they have bad hands and they're not allowed to touch it, or they're too sweaty or something. 
you know, and it goes all the way back. Even before reverse swing, people used to pick at the seam. It's always happened yeah. in cricket. And people always put, you know, oils and things on the ball to try and make it swing more conventionally and everything else. But, you know, as you said, Athens is probably, he's almost like the last English statesman, right? Like of, oh. like Strauss, I suppose, is there a little bit. But but he, he, do, he, he doesn't speak the way that Athens does. He doesn't have yeah. that kind of gravitas or anything. Like Athens is that last of that, you know, Jardine, um, really like, line of people and out of all things as you said estelle that the uh sawdust there's a t-shirt and i've never bought it and so i've got bodyline t-shirts but i, I can't remember if it's bodyline or one of the other companies but they do a mike atherton laundrette t-shirt mm. um uh which was uh based on based on the sawdust incident and it's just it's perfect i love i absolutely love it um uh that that happens uh so yeah i th that's a good pick is uh, so me i got back to backs right yes you've yeah. got two in a row Okay, Shane Warne. Mm. I don't think this is talked about enough. The man got done for match fixing and for drugs. <laughs> and we and we just, we all as a cricket community just got to go, oh, yeah, but that's Warney, right? Like, you know, he was just talking to a bookie. Got, you know, <laughs> just, just a, just a blow. Him, him and Junior, that he's got confused, they talked to a bookie. That's right. <laughs> And then years later, it's like, he's got a masking agent. Yeah, but he was a bit fat and he wanted to lose some weight. <laughs> it's still a masking agent though, isn't it? Like, am, am I, am I, he got a one year suspension. One of the greatest mm. cricketers of all time was suspended for drugs in the middle of his career. He missed the World Cup also, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and was also done for, um, uh, for um, uh, giving information to bookies. I don't know. I always feel he's got a much better reputation than perhaps other athletes who would have done the same thing. And and the justification always seems to be, oh, it's just warning, mate. It's just warning. I'm like, yeah, but maybe just warning was also slightly dodgy. Like that. That's okay. We we can be honest about these things. You know, a hometown boy. Um, but I just don't think it's mentioned enough, right? I just think it gets kind of. Uh, uh, you know, forgotten about, and I think definitely needs to be on 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 my list. Um, and I'm assuming neither of you had him. I, I did actually. I had his name, but he wasn't probably going to feature in mine because I have a lot of people ahead of him. No, that's all right. I'm glad. I'm glad. Then uh, I, I knew I got the right team of crick picks here. Um, <laughs> now I've gone him. Oh, I'm going to go another ball tampering, but I'm going to go the entire country of South Africa <laughs> because over a period of time, I think it was four of them. It was certainly three of them were done for ball tampering on th um, three on different things, and they were systematically tampering with the ball. And then also, whoever got caught would then wouldn't tamper with the ball for a while because they would pass it to someone else to do it. So Faf got done twice, Vernon Philander got done, and I think there's someone else I'm forgetting um, along the lines as well. But I also know this because the umpires told me. The umpires were positive that this was happening. Um, so much so that one umpire said, Jared, if you see me hold the ball up in the air for the cameras, it is my way of telling you they uh, that they are tampering the ball. And he said, and South Africa are doing it a lot more than anyone else. Mm. Um, and uh, in the end, like, it's hilarious that uh, Faf Duplessis got fined the same amount for tampering with the ball as he did for wearing the wrong colour shoelaces in, in a <laughs> test match. And and then Australia suspended the three players for like mm. this massive amount of time. Um, and they, again, I, I go back to the, the, the Estelle thing. I'm not like, I know everyone tampers with the ball, but once you get to that sort of Australia sandpaper or New Zealand bottle top or Houston Astros um, uh, uh, trash can type level of cheating where there's a systematic system and everyone's involved mm -hmm. in it, 
that's a, that's a conspiracy to commit ball tampering at that point, as far as I'm concerned. And good on them for getting away with it without really ruining their rep. Fafs doesn't have a ruined reputation for what he mm. did, right? Yeah. Um, and um, they never got major suspension. So yeah. all, all credit goes to them. But I, I just think because it was so wide um, and, and done so brilliantly, I, I think they have to be on this list. Yeah, I actually did have Faf because it's not just the mints. It's also the zip on the trouser. There were two instances, mm. right? Oh, yeah. Specifically Faf tampering the ball. That's why he was zip, on my list. Zip Duplessis. Well. I called him Zip Duplessis for years. <laughs> never caught on. I always thought it should have, but hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Estelle, see you now. Yep. So I'm going with, so Jared mentioned an incident with Neil Broom. Similar one happened with Justin Langer uh, against um, Sri Lanka. Ah, uh, that was my last pick, Estelle. <laughs> I um, wanted to talk about this so much. Go do it. <laughs> where he walks past the stumps. Uh, I think it, the ball is dead, right? And he walks past the stumps. He's crossing over to the other side of the field. And he like gently nudges a bale off. And then gets into his fielding position. And they didn't appeal, but I think everyone was wondering, how is a bail off, right? No, they appealed. They appealed, okay. <laughs> so, I think it was yeah. Shane Morn and I can't remember who the wicketkeeper was, if it was um, Healy or Gilchrist. Healy, it was in Pakistan, yeah. wasn't it? Sri Lanka. It was, it, was it Sri Lanka? Mm, yeah. I thought it was a Pakistan mm. test. But yeah, um, yeah. It's incredible. Have you heard Langer like, explain it? And I like how the whole like post sandpaper gate he became coach and all things good for Australia and then this video of him surfaces right and everyone's <laughs> asking questions so kind of nice arc for him as well he so I mean it's ridiculous I, I could go into many details here but <laughs> he he said that oh I always did that and I didn't realize I knocked it off you have a look at the video it just looks like he knocks it off on purpose <laughs> Warn appeals right? Warn the worst actor in the world. Have a look at Warren's <laughs> face. It, this looks like it was a plan. And they were like, they were trying to sneak a wicket. It, it, I think it's some of the most bloody cheating I've ever seen. And it's interesting. when If you Google biggest cheats in cricket, you get Trevor Chappell underarm. Trevor yeah. Chappell underarm was not cheating. They hadn't updated yeah. the laws, right? Mm. Like Kyron Pollard intentionally not taking two runs and David Hooks and all those guys who did that. Again, not cheating. They were playing within the laws. Justin Langer was actually cheating. And to go mm. further with Justin Langer, I think before he became the captain, uh, before he became the coach, I wrote the whole piece about how he was cheating in the salary cap with Perth Scorchers as well. Like he was telling players. So because of the way that the big bash works, right? You, they had to make sure that the, the single city teams didn't have an advantage over the double city teams, right? So what they said was you can't use um, shield cricket at, at contracts as a way of keeping players in the big bash because otherwise Brisbane, Sydney, um, Adelaide and Hobart would have all the best teams and Melbourne and Sydney would be split in two, right? Mm. And Langer definitely did that. I've got multiple players, agents, coaches, general managers, Cricket Australia people, all off the record saying he does it every single time, right? And then he was made coach. And I was like, are you guys kidding me? You know what he's like. <laughs> the same people who gave him the coaching job were the same people who told me he was untrustable when he was Perth Scorchers coach. What are we even <laughs> talking about here? Um, but yeah, the whole idea that he didn't know he was taking the bail off, it's just absolute bullshit. Just admit it. Just go, look, it was a it was a flat pitch. Things weren't going our way. We got a bit frustrated. I did something stupid and um, I shouldn't do it again, right? Uh, you, we can respect people if they fuck up, if they're honest yeah. about it. Whereas yeah. it's like he's still denying it, like all these years later. We've seen the hand, dude. And what did you think they were appealing for? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. 
I, anyway, you guys need to share this pick. video with me because I, I do not know about the story. And I'll I would send love it to you. Me, me yeah. and um, um, Usman Sami Adin are obsessed by this <laughs> because... You know, we remember we remembered it when it happened. That's maybe that's why I thought it was um, Pakistan because me and Usman, me, me and Usman must have like twenty conversations about this this incident <laughs> in our life, right? And we've 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 like Zabruda film, uh, Zabruda footage. Um, do you know what the Zabruda footage is? It's the footage no. of JFK getting shot. Um, oh. Like me and Usman are like that with the Justin Langer footage, right? <laughs> we have seen it so many times from so many angles, right? Like to, to have a look at it, like. If, I was like, there's an, someone's uploaded us a slightly better version of it onto YouTube. We're going to have to look at this now. Um, I, I just find the whole thing really, really fascinating. Hmm. I mean, it is. And arguably it could have been higher on this list because that is, that is some <laughs> next level cheating. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's a double pick for you, Jared. No, it's a double pick for you, mate. Oh, it's a double pick for me? All right. Yeah, Back this, you're me, bang, banging out here. Hmm, I am. Um, Okay, unfortunately, another Pakistani is going to come in over here. And that will be Mohammed Asif. Uh, one of the most talented bowlers I have ever seen in my life. And he could do things with the ball that, uh, you know, I can do things in life. And, and he could do those things with the ball, right? So it's, it's crazy how this is a person who, not just the spot fixing, right? Let's forget about the spot fixing for a bit. This guy got done for Nandrolone, which is a performance-enhancing drug. This guy was banned from playing in the UAE because uh, at the airport of Dubai or someplace, he got caught with like opioids. And uh, he did I, get caught with opioids. Yeah. I know people who have played cricket with him in Islamabad, just club cricket and that sort of thing. And he would be high while playing these games, which is totally believable, right? Like, Also, completely within character of how he played his cricket. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, the spot fixing is just another chapter yeah. of the many things that Mohammad Asif did. And it's just so tragic because he could have really been something, right? He could have been one of the best ever fast bowlers to come out of Pakistan. And he didn't even need pace, which is what most people associate with Pakistan fast bowlers. So yeah, I mean, uh, tragic and, uh, you know, deserved it. Had it coming, you'd have to say. And now he lives in the USA. Yeah, most exactly. skillful seam bowler I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, absolute tragedy what he did to his career. Mm-hmm. Um, gave us the wobble ball. You know, yeah. probably popularized that thing of moving the ball in your fingers when you flick it up, and all these. Mm-hmm. You know, just so many incredible skills. But yeah, I mean, he's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of marks against him. Um, yeah. Sadly, so uh, he probably does have to be on this list. Hundred percent, and yeah, I, I forgot about the wobble ball. Right, he he was pretty much a pioneer, and I remember this video of Imran Khan saying that he can swing it both ways with the same wrist position. I think that's what the oh. understanding of the wobble ball was back in the day, right? Just just <laughs> but, a genius, uh, as I yeah. said, just an absolute genius. But yeah, yeah. clearly, clearly he's, he needs to be on this list. <laughs> yeah, crazy fucking corrupt genius is what he was. For my last pick, there are a few options over here. And uh, I'm really quite uncertain what way to go. Of course, there are a fair few Pakistan fixers that we can still discuss. There is Danish Kaneria, who did it in county cricket. Uh, Nasser Jamshed was the mastermind uh, behind like uh, local fixing. And he got caught for it. And I think he also ser- served some jail time. I'm going to go Lou Vincent. And okay. uh, yeah, it was bad because I feel like there was already an instance where uh, people had caught him, you know, with a bookie or something. And that kind of got brushed under the rug. Only eventually it turned out that Lou was fixing big time in the county circuit. 
What I will say about Lou is that I respect him for coming clean eventually. And it took a certain amount of bravery the way he did it. And for that, I have some sympathy. But uh, it was just uh, crazy, the level of uh, fixing that was going on. And uh, he was so regular at it. And I mean, there are murmurs of Chris Cairns as well, right? Um, of course, that never got proved. But um, there are some that, questions. So that was the legal case. That was the mm. legal case, obviously, where um, there wasn't enough proof to say that Chris Cairns mm. was involved. But, yeah. um, but obviously, that was, that was the public case, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, Lou was the highlight, I suppose, of, of that entire uh, fixing scandal. And uh, it's unfortunate because, um, you know, New Zealand is a team which is kind of synonymous with spirit of cricket for some reason. At least with me, it is. And for Lou to come out as a match fixer was was rather disappointing. I expect it from the Pakistani guys at this point, but not from Lou Vincent. No, no I, I mean, I think he, again, makes sense to be on this list. It's, it's heartbreaking because I do think he's genuinely sorry. And, yeah, I do so as well. And I think he was a very vulnerable person. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that Chris Cairns cr- corrupted him because obviously that wasn't proven in court or anything else, but clearly he was corrupted. Right. Like, it, you know, you, you go back and you hear his story. It's a little bit different, I think, than some of the other guys who maybe saw there was a chance and, and, and took it. But yeah, quite clearly, Lou Vincent has to be on this list. All right, then. Okay. Uh, I'm done. My last one. Hmm. Yeah. My last one. Uh, before I go to my last one, I was wondering, does it, does it count as cheating that the ICC managed to find India and Pakistan in the same groups of every <laughs> tournament that is played, or I find would, a way yeah, that I would say they, yes. they meet at some point, right? Because yeah. they call it a draw, but it's never a draw. That that never. would be what it's supposed to be an independent draw, and we all know it's not, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it is actually gerrymandering the the leagues every mm-hmm. single time. I would suggest it is a form of cheating, although mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll get a message from the ICC uh, later <laughs> for this. But I, I do think it is cheating. But I'm not saying you have to put it on your list because it seems like you might have something else as well. No, yeah. I'm going with Mohamed Azardin at uh, number mm. five for me. So <laughs> the, another, I think that 90s era had a lot of uh, fixers. What was, I think, sad was that, you know, he was a good player. and He was never proven captain. though, was he? He's one of the players that I don't think it was 100% proven with him. I mean, obviously it ruined his career, so I'm not saying... Yeah, he was banned, right? Was like he banned, banned or did he... Kronje, Kronje said that he, uh, Azruddin was the one who introduced him to the book. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that... I'm not saying... I mean, we all call him a fixer. But, mm. but I was saying, like, technically, compared to some of the other guys on this list, I'm not sure if... Um, uh, if it wasn't overturned, his ban or uh, whatever. I can't remember the full detail. But um, quite clearly... Um, you know, he was there. He was he was fixing adjacent, if if not, and and it, that's the reputation anyway, isn't it? And um, yeah, uh, I remember doing a podcast with Hunter uh, Hunter Cronia with uh, Hasha Bogle, and he was talking about how much Muhammad Hazardin changed over the years, and you know um, how disappointing it was to see a friend go down that route and everything like mm. that. So um, no, I, I didn't I didn't mean that he shouldn't be on the list. I just meant that yeah. his is a bit more complicated than say yeah. Asif or Lou Vincent mm, or yeah. some or Marlon Samuels and some of the others. Um, but yeah, yeah so no, as a, uh, the reason I kind of went with him is because, like you said, like he had a reputation of being a good guy. He was a good captain. Um, India was kind of doing well. It was the Sachin era, right? And then to get a lifetime ban was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, 
So it was no, no, overturned no. at one point, but it was too late by then, I think. Yeah, I, he was never going to come back, was he? I think yeah. that's, you know, he, he was gone there. Um, also, so. in the 90s, like, I could have gone for some other 90s fixer as well because there were so many, but it seemed like everyone was kind of doing it, no? Oh, I mean, that the other issue here, it's a bit like the ball tampering, isn't it? At a certain mm, point, mm. like... We we have all heard the stories about many more famous players. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, Wazam Akram is, uh, you know, mentioned in the report where, in the Kayam report where Kayam, Judge Kayam basically says, yeah, but I like Wazam Akram. So, <laughs> uh, you know, like it, it's all there, right? Like there's plenty of players that, that have certainly been um, talked about with, with those sorts of things as well. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to finish up with, West Indies team of, I want to say 1992, maybe 1993. I'm, I can't remember the exact year, but it was early 90s. Actually, it would have been earlier than that. It might have been 1991. Um, uh, I think it, the test match was in Antigua, if I remember correctly, but Dean Jones was bowled. Uh, and he was bowled by um, a delivery that happened to be a no ball, but he didn't hear it because the crowd went nuts. So he put his bat under his arm and started to walk off the field. <laughs> and then Alan Border said to him, Dino, it's a no ball, get back. And so Dean Jones started to run back and the West Indies ran up and ran him out. Hmm. The umpires made a mistake. They didn't know the laws correctly and didn't realize that if, in, in, if you read the laws, it says if you're leaving because you believe that you've been dismissed and you haven't been dismissed, you can't be out. Right. It's one. It's one of the one of the weird gray areas that that we have when it comes to being out of your crease, where it's actually okay to be out of your crease. But the umpire didn't know, or neither of the umpires knew, and so Dean Jones was sent from the ground. Dean Jones goes to the bar that night to have a drink, and the West Indies players come up and go, "They knew the law, and allowed <laughs> the decision to be made anyway." Not only that, they were the ones running up to take the bales off. Um, classic bit of shithousery, uh, proper, proper, like fun <laughs> cheating, I think, um, like good anecdote for Dean Jones's book. Um, but yeah, I always liked that story. I mean, yeah, I was a kid. Dean Jones was like one of my heroes. It was a huge thing for, for that to happen. Um, when it, when it came, uh, you know, when it came to, um, uh, my life and everything, but I also liked the story of like the West Indians are like, why should we be penalized for knowing the laws better than the umpire? All right. If the umpire is going to make a mistake, if they make a mistake on a court behind or anything else, we're not going to correct them. We're certainly not going to correct them on this particular one. But is it, it's a bizarre. You'll find the clip online. It's a bizarre moment. The whole thing of like Dean Jones running back, running back to try and not be run out after a minute earlier, having the bat under his arm on the way off the field. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, so yeah, that's that's my that's my last pick. I, I I like that one. It's it's a bit it's a bit weird. And we you know, we this we've gone quite dark and and deep at oh, times with mm. some of these. You know the uh, uh, this one this one it's it's a fun cheating. And isn't that the best kind of cheating? I suppose so. <laughs> there are obviously a lot of honorary mentions over here. Uh, Sri Sant, uh, Ashraful. Mm. A uh, long list of Pakistanis, including Nasser Jamshed, Danish Kanadia, Mohammed Amir, Salim Malik, Sharjeel Khan. I've probably missed a couple. Um, all of them uh, were there uh, as Some well. ball tampering as well. England yeah. in the 2005 Ashes is another yeah. famous kind of ball tampering. We, I think I mentioned it briefly before, the New Zealand bottle top uh, with, mm. uh, was it Pringle? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Whose son now plays for... Is it his son that's playing for the Netherlands or something? I think um, as well. I, maybe I've got got it confused. There's a New Ze I know there's a New Zealand seamer whose whose son is playing um, uh, uh, for Netherlands as well. Um, yeah, so there's a few ball tampering ones. There's a ton of catches and and also fake fake outs like by wicket keepers mm. turning around pretending they've missed a ball, mm. waiting for the batter to move and taking the bails off. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others. So yeah, there's a lot, uh, you know, a lot of those sorts of things that have happened. Quentin de Kock did that recently, didn't he? Um, oh yeah, and and um, you mentioned Chita Freedy on the pitch, um, uh, 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 roughing up the pitch. We certainly had some roughing up the pitches once. I think then um, Matthew Wade got suspended once for doing a dance on the pitch, mm. like quite <laughs> obviously trying to rough up the pitch. Um, oh, actually. This one's a club cricket one, but it's one of my favorite stories ever from Australia because it's Dean Jones's dad, hmm. right? They were playing a um, they were playing a club uh, final over two. I think I can't remember if it was over Saturday Sunday or over two Saturdays, but there was day, you know there was there was a break in between, obviously, even though it was a club game. And they turned up when I think Dean Jones's team, uh, his father's team, was Carlton, if I remember correctly. And they turned up for the second day of the final, and someone had left a block of ice on a on a length on the pitch right <laughs> so the whole pitch is dead bone dry except for on one end there's a wet patch for you to bowl at mm. and the legend of that story always was that it was dean jones's father who put the block of ice um on there <laughs> so that's um that i like that that's some really good and i'm sure i i couldn't remember any of the older ones but if we had someone like abhishek Mukherjee on or you know um or oh, Aaron Sen Sengupta, I'm sure they'd be able to come up with some great old um, uh, uh, cheating moments because there are some uh, there are some classic ones. Um, there's also like just little bits of weirdness. I think it was, I think Alan Knott was one of those players who used to use the bail to um, to mark his guard, and the Indians uh, took the bails away before he came up to face the ball. So, <laughs> um, you know, like this, so there's a heaps of little, little, uh, tricks and stuff like that as well. Um, and Jason Gillespie used to run into bowl, waving his arms like a bird, um, <laughs> on days when he was on a really flat pitch, which I think is directly against the laws of, of cricket as well. Um, mm. so yeah, there's heaps of fun ones out there like that, um, as well. I'm as glad that, uh, people who didn't walk after nicking it didn't make it because that's technically mm. not cheating. Yeah, no, that's good cricket. That's that's yes. the way the game should be. I couldn't think of any in women's cricket, Estelle. Hmm. I mean, Hypercourse will probably ha put ten comments yeah. in, but I just can't think of any. I, I I did rack my brains, but I couldn't think of any. Yeah, I couldn't find any as well. I think it's it also comes down to the fact that there hasn't been that much of televised cricket, right, in the nineties yep. uh, and to early two thousands. So it could be that there is that great. This isn't quite cheating, but this is another funny anecdote there was a club game in melbourne in the 1930s in women's cricket where it was so windy that they decided to put chewing gum on the on the bales to keep them on rather than taking the bales off and what happened was of course i think they bowled a woman twice and the bales didn't come off because they had chewing gum on them right <laughs> um uh, so not quite cheating but the umpires just got completely confused of what to do that day and went with that so uh, that was one i always remembered as well so there's and and there's some great old shifty stuff that went on in the 1800s but i couldn't think of anything brilliant to put in this one but it's a very fun i'll go through the list yeah let's do uh, it bayram went first he went selman butt mullen samuel shahid afridi muhammad asif lou vincent so you've got four match fixes on your list hmm. uh estelle went no, well, I, I have yeah i have four match fixes yes yeah. afridi is the only non-match fixer yep uh, Estelle uh, went Cameron Bancroft, Rashid Latif, Mike Atherton, Justin Langer, Muhammad Azaruddin. So a more varied list, a little hmm. um, a little bit there. I've got WG Grace, Hansi Cronje, Shane Warne, South Africa's ball tampering, and West Indies Dean Jones run out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think because people hate fixing so much, Bayram might take this just because <laughs> he's gone with that. <laughs> but I do like Estelle's overall list because she's got a, a keeper, she's got a fielder, and she's got a fixer. 
She's got a nice, a nice cup, a nice um, broad covering, I think, of all the different kinds of shithousery that has gone yeah. on in, in, in our sport. Um, but uh, uh, please, as always, vote on who you think is best. Uh, put your own cheats in, in the list below. There'll be, I'm sure there's some great um, random ones that we've forgotten about um, out there as well. It's, um, I think cricket is made to cheat in. I think it's a fantastic cheat sport. Um, and I, I, I wasn't looking forward to this at the start, but by the end I was like, no, this is, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as Jared said, uh, mention your cheats in the comments below. We've definitely missed a few. So tell us those and yeah, vote. We really want to know who wins these quick picks rounds and maybe in the future we'll have a poll of, or something of the sort. But anyway, that'll be it for this episode. Uh, stay tuned for another episode of quick picks next week. That is all for today. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. This podcast has an ad-free version via Patreon, where there are also many other extras as well, including a Discord channel where you can chat to me directly. There is a link to the Patreon in the show notes. We are an independent podcast, so support us any way you can. Maybe give us a review, subscribe, or share on social media. All of these things help us. And when it comes to podcasts, word of mouth is always the best way of making it grow. If we had a guest on, chances are their socials are in the show notes. Please support everyone who comes on this show. I am Jared Kimber, and this is my network. But we also have hosts and co-hosts like Baram Kazi and Estelle Vasudevan. This network is overseen by Nick McCorriston, and each episode is produced by Ishit Kaburka at Sound Potion Studio. Mukunda Bandredi, or Muku as most people will know, is the head of our YouTube channels, and he also helps out with so many other things like the podcast recordings. And there's so many other people we could thank here, but I just want to thank all the listeners and all the people who help behind the scenes that make this podcast work. If you make any content, Minvo Pro is the tool for you. Take your long format content and cut it and slice it for social media. This AI-inspired weapon will turn your one piece of work into so many clips. Try Minvo.pro now.